0: Can you remind me If you'll, if you'll be so kind Staring out into space Asking God to hear my case Trying to think of all things past How long will my memory last The purple angel the purple angel
1: everyone, and welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm Lori LeBay, the host and founder of Alzheimer's Speaks. And before we get started with our show today, I always like to just tell people a little bit about uh, Alzheimer's Speaks and who we are and, and why we do what we do. Um, bottom line, my mom had dementia for 30 years, and it was life-changing for me. And so I started this company to be an advocacy-based group um, providing multiple platforms to shift our dementia care culture from crisis to comfort worldwide. And we believe the only way that we're really going to be able to change things is to share knowledge and have everyday conversations like we do here on Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. Um, we can remove the stigmas attached to memory loss and help people living in the trenches continue to live with purpose. And that goes for both those diagnosed and those caring for them. At our core, we believe collaboration is the only way we're going to win this battle, and I know it's working because of all of your clicks and likes and shares through Facebook, your Twitter tribes, your LinkedIn colleagues, your Pinterest people, because you see each time you share some of our information, which might be from the radio show, maybe it's our Dementia Chats webinars where our experts actually have dementia, maybe it's our conscious caring resources or our blog or our resource directory, every time you push that information out to your sphere of influence, you're saying it's okay to talk about this. It's okay to get support and find help. It's okay to share your story. And so I have to just thank you all for your continued support. Um, Because you got us named the number one influencer online, according to ShareCare and Dr. Oz. And we know that would not have happened all on our own. So um, kudos to you guys for taking the time to push information out to shift our dementia care culture. Also, while you're listening to the show today, I want you to think about, you know, why are you listening? What's your story? Because we'd love to hear it. Maybe you are someone who is diagnosed with the disease. Maybe you are someone who is caring for a loved one or a friend. Maybe you're a professional in the industry or an author who has written a book, uh, a musician who has written a song, a director who has made a film, or an advocate who has come up with a creative way to raise awareness and funds for the disease. We're always open to hearing your story. So give me a jingle. Uh, you can call me at 651 uh, 748 uh four, or you can email me at lori l o r i at alzheimerspeaks.com or just go to our kind of mothership alzheimerspeaks.com there's a big contact button there um, for today's show we are really excited to have a pilot program with us and one of the representatives um, of the Good Samaritan Society. Uh, Tanya um, Utterburner is a life coach, and she's been in business since 2012, and she was trained through the American Association of Christian Counselors. She's also been a caregiver uh, to a daughter, a mother, and a grandmother, and, um, you know, so she's got that, that home roots experience. So welcome Tanya. How are you doing? Hi, thank you for having me. I'm doing fine. Well, you, uh, we were lucky enough that you actually brought one of your clients with
0: us. I did. Our Villa Cherney is my client and she was actually one of my first clients. So she's actually almost done oh, yes. with the life coaching experience. <laughs> um, but I have been able to create a good friendship with her. Um, and help her through some things um, as she is on her caregiver journey, journey with her husband who has Alzheimer's.
1: Wonderful. And um, Arvilla, really your husband's name is Gene, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. How long has uh, Gene had? Uh, um, have you had to care for Gene? And his Alzheimer's.
2: With the Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. just about five years.
1: Five years. Yeah. Okay. Were you caring for him prior to that?
2: Yes, he had, In '08, he had challenges with hips. Okay. And he was not able to do things and then broke a, um, the femur in there. And so it's been constant since '08. Okay. And our daughter said, Mom, I think there's something wrong with Dad. And so we went to Mayo, and they diagnosed it with dementia. Okay. Okay. Then we went to their program called um, – oh, I can't think of it now. But I would learn some things about being a um, – caregiver because I didn't have to do it to my parents or you know anybody else so she was a blessing when she came along
1: oh that's wonderful and it's it's pretty common for people to have multiple Mm diagnoses. yeah I think that's something that you know everyone thinks is separate and you know life's just not that easy it's complicated Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) and things change and and shift and so we always have to kind of keep Reevaluating, And so I'm, I'm glad that you did that. I'm, I'm so excited about this program. Um, Tanya, can you tell us exactly what this program is all about and how it came to be?
0: Sure, definitely. Um, first, I would like to explain what life coaching is, because I know a lot of people have heard of it, but don't really know exactly what it is. So life coaching in the world of psychology is considered positive psychology. And what that means is we're going to look at where you are in your life right now and figure out where you want to be and we're going to help you move there so it's all about helping you determine goals and then actually take the steps to accomplish those goals so that's life coaching in short it's kind of one of those things that you go to when you are lying in bed at night and you keep thinking about all the different things that you wish you would have done or that you wish you would start and you tell yourself i'm going to start tomorrow but then tomorrow comes and you never do it that's when you need a life coach. The life coach will hold you accountable to actually completing the things that you really want to be doing. So that's life coaching. And what happened was, um, as you said, I had had my own business since 2012. And in networking for for that business, I, I met up with a director at Good Samaritan Society. And we talked about how life coaching could be beneficial in different aspects of the Good Samaritan Society. And one thing that we determined was that there is a grant um, through the Margaret A. Cargill Foundation in Minnesota here that is looking for uh, different tools to empower caregivers. So we thought that what a great support service for the caregivers out there. Um, And we are able to now start coaching caregivers um, and not showing them how to be a better caregiver, but just helping them face the different challenges that they go through on their day-to-day lives and help them um, kind of be the best person that they can be so that they can, in turn, be a better caregiver. Um, So that started, I was hired on by um, Good Sam in April of this year, and the grant is only through the rest of this year. So we have just a little bit of time to get as many people in the door as we can, The two stipulations to become a client under the program is that you have to be caring for a senior, um, and you have to be caring for, well, excuse me, either the senior or the caregiver has to live in Minnesota. And those are really the only stipulations as of right now. Um, The program is free, and we're looking to bring on more clients. So again, it's free until the end of the year, and if I can help as many people as possible, that would be great. Um, So yeah, we're looking to expand that
1: okay well wonderful I know when I heard about it uh, I got it out to our memory cafe Mm -hmm. and and the city of Roseville that I work with has has a grassroots group um, Mm -hmm. that's very involved and everybody I'm talking to I'm telling about this because I think you know it's it's one of the best kept secrets out there (laughs) (laughs) and um, so many people uh, need this assistance and yet can't afford it right and this is the first program I've heard that is doing this without a fee exactly and that is just majorly huge yes Um, to be able to to offer that so um, you know, I'm doing everything I can in my sphere to, to help push that out. Yeah, and, and we
0: appreciate that and, a lot.
1: And get you going there. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us, uh, how do you train people to, to care better? Um, and I would imagine it's not just for... Their, their loved one or, you know, that they're caring for, but also for themselves.
0: Right. And it's focused more on the caregiver and yeah. not the person they're caring mm-hmm. for. So it's it's funny. I actually went a couple of sessions with one of my most recent clients and finally got to got around to the question. So you told me that you're caring for your parents. What exactly... What kind of care you're providing what what's going on with your parents but we were a couple sessions into it and i thought that was very interesting because it is focused on the caregiver themselves um, as a caregiver we know that we give so much of ourselves that we tend to not focus on ourselves at all so this is kind of a turn for that it allows the caregiver to actually put a mirror in their face and say yep, I've been putting this off for a while, and yep, I need to do better with my time management or need to do better with my finances or I need to do better with my health. And, you know, once they get more confident, they being the caregivers, once caregivers get more confident in those areas of, of their lives where they felt a little imbalanced or out of touch, then they in turn are able to provide better care for the person they're caring for because their stress has gone down.
1: Oh, which... uh Now, can you tell us about stress? Were you you feeling any at all? Most of us do. Oh, yes,
2: yes, yes. Well, my husband and I have been married for almost 60 years, Mm -hmm. and he's always been the leader in the family. And when all of this started, he wasn't capable anymore of being the leader. And so I was um, very stressed, um, felt um, really like... Can I do all this? Mm-hmm. And did I want to do all this? Mm-hmm. Not that I wouldn't have, but i it's like, oh, my heavens, what is this? And so when I um, got in touch with them uh, and found out that I was, you told me I could be in the group. I mm-hmm. was so excited, and <laughs> I believe the Lord brought her mm-hmm. um, and them, Good Samaritans, to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, she's helped me. Um realized that I have to take care of myself. I get such a kick out of it. She always says you should go out to eat
1: when he's gone.
2: <laughs> so my first one I went to taco
1: John's. Uh-huh. well, you know,
2: how many people would go out to eat to Taco John's, but it was convenient, you know, and I can remember way before you came along i i Jean went off with somebody and um to take care of him mm-hmm. and I got in the car and went someplace and I turned and parked and I called my sister-in-law and I said I'm crying I don't know what to do with myself mm-hmm. so she's taught me that I have to consider things for myself and where I'm going and there you know.
1: there is that empty hole I mean I yeah. know I went through it with my own folks when, when my dad died and then my mom moved into a nursing home and people friends and, and family very close to me would say well what do you like to do not a clue. Not a clue. Had, hadn't thought about that. Hadn't crossed my mind in years. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, you just you really have to explore, and that's not easy to do on your own. right. Yeah, try it. And so it, it's nice to to have a, a sane, sound body that gets what you're talking about, and you know, to help you say, you know, it is okay to go to Taco John's or wherever you want to go, you know. Um, Well, I want to go. We
2: went out to dinner someplace else, and I thought, oh, this is really nice. (laughs) But, um, and I did feel that what am I supposed to be looking for? Mm -hmm. Where where, where am I going to go? Yep. And um, because he's been the man of the house, you know, and it was his life, and I was always a part of it.
1: -hmm. And
2: so all of a sudden it's like, well, what am I going to do? So, she's helped me with that.
1: Oh, that's that's wonderful. Yes. Um, Have your kids noticed a difference in you since you've been? I think
2: they have. Yeah, but they are seeing really um, uh, the challenges with uh, dad. Mm -hmm. We went up north this weekend to his family's resort and. He um, it was for him, but it was they think it was for my birthday. Mm-hmm. But it, for me, that was a gift because they took him up there. I said, "I'm doing no cooking.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> resting."
2: Yeah, good, good for, you. for you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, and isn't that one of the things, uh, Tanya, too, that you you teach people boundaries? Oh yeah, definitely. They have
0: to caregivers have to know that they are still. Worth living their own lives as well. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I hear often, and our villa kind of touched on it now is people tend, and so did you. People tend to um, lose their focus on themselves mm-hmm. and lose their purpose and i For example, I had another client who when when she joined me her her father was in hospice, and so one of the things was okay. Well, your father's in hospice. He's not going to be with us much longer. What's going to happen then? Mm -hmm. And that's something that folks don't think about. They're so in the moment that they don't think about what's next. And um, with her, it was very crucial because she also has terminal cancer. Mm -hmm. And so she felt like once her dad was going to go, was she going to go? And so I said, well, let's make sure that you have another purpose to be here with us for. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we focused on. So it's very important, I think, to make sure that the caregivers understand that they're not only here to take care of somebody else. That might be the major role that they're in in their life at that moment, but it does not mean that they are not worth it themselves to have something good for them. So whether it be, you know, find yourself some time to take care of you, go out for dinner, go out for breakfast, go meet up with a friend that you haven't talked to in a long time. Um, Just whatever it is that you can really do for yourself as a caregiver.
1: Um, Arvilla, did you find, because I I found this personally, I I pushed everybody away because I had my things to do, you know, and then they Mm -hmm. overrode anything that was personal or feeling to me. I just, I, I, I turned into this taskmaster. Yes. And one day I broke and I ended up going with friends and I didn't realize how broken I was. I didn't realize how empty I was until I took that time and, you know, we bawled and cried and laughed and together. And then I, from that point forward, I committed to two hours every week with my, my girlfriends because I didn't know how broken and how empty I got. Did did you find that at all in your journey? Yes,
2: very much so because it's like um I sometimes think nobody else can take care of him as well as I can. But would you please take care of him? You know? <laughs> and um and I have we've always been very active and so all of a sudden there's not we're not what are we doing just the same thing and and so it's been important to me. Mhm. Yeah. That's why she told me to start going out. My brother, my son and daughter-in-law, when they got in town from Texas, they took me out to lunch, and I said, <laughs> Tanya's going to be so proud of me.
1: <laughs> well, good. I mean,
2: I go a lot, a lot of places, but what do you do? You go for groceries? Yep. Or you, you know, get, well, I don't get my hair done anymore. Well, I did, but.
0: Get your glasses.
1: And- yeah, get
2: my glad new glasses <laughs> yeah. and all that stuff. You know, that's really exciting. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's, it's right back to that to-do list. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Of, of functional stuff versus social engagement and mm-hmm. feel empowered and well, connected. Well, she,
2: she has us work with a calendar book.
0: Mm-hmm. Write down
2: everything you're going to do. I said, do I have to write down I'm going to watch clothes this day? And I'm going to clean. I'm not going to clean, but I'll write it down like I'm going to, you know. And uh, so, you know, this to me right now is being reactive.
0: Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. fun.
2: I hope that it reaches people who can come and get help. Yep. One of the things for me was I was happy it was free. hmm and I said yes right away because I thought, this is awesome. I can talk to somebody who's going to help me. It's going to help me get back on the budget because mm-hmm. as all, since 08, it's been just, you know, him not well and taking care of him. And um, so she's helped me do that. But she's been there to talk. Mm-hmm. She doesn't really jump on you. She's really kind. <laughs> <laughs> but so to me if i just find it you know find you mhm go to good samaritan
1: yeah so were you were you a little apprehensive at all of of reaching out or you were just ready to jump off the cliff and go help me <laughs> i'm on my journey <laughs>
2: yeah that's it it was i had heard about life coach but the only thing I really knew about it, it, it was rather expensive, and I didn't think I had it in my budget right now. But when she said it's free, the lady did. Mm-hmm. And Tanya is so pleasant, mm-hmm. and she's fun. She's got a beautiful laugh. <laughs> and um,
1: That's her giggling.
2: You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so she just put me at ease.
1: Well, that's that's wonderful. Yeah. Cause that. You know, if you don't feel comfortable, I mean, that can be a big hurdle to to get over. Mm-hmm. Tanya, do you see people who are just uh, really tense about, yeah. you know, yep. taking the step?
0: Most definitely. Um, I, I have actually the last couple clients that I've had, I haven't been able to meet in person. And so they have said, you know, at the beginning when I asked them how they're feeling, that's the word they use, or Villa, they use... Um, apprehensive, yeah. So I think after getting to know them a little bit and then sharing my story with them and and getting that first session over with, they are a lot better, yeah. and it's easier for them to talk. But definitely at the beginning, it seems to be a little nerve wracking. I understand that.
1: Well, and it's it's not something that's commonly talked about. Mm-hmm. It's not we don't talk about self care. We don't teach self care. I mean. To me, we need to get that into our school system. Yeah. And we'd probably have a lot less problems. Right, know, right. Things. Well, and
0: I think there are still people that think of life coaching as kind of counseling. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with counseling. There's a lot of people that need that and get along well with that. But it is different. And I think, you know, some people don't want to admit that they need help with stuff. Yep. And, mm-hmm. and so that's where it gets a little scary for them to come to me. But the difference is, you know, counseling... It's wonderful, and it can help people. It deals a lot with your past, Mm -hmm. and life coaching actually is going to deal with your future. And it doesn't have to mean there's something wrong with you. What it means is you know that you have goals. You just want someone to hold you accountable to get there. That's right.
1: Well, it's nice to have that second set of eyes and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, for... For anybody who's ever taken care of, of anybody, dementia or not, it's nice to have that patient advocate. And that's really kind of what you yep. are, yep. is you're like rooting for, for you know, <laughs> the person that you're now caring for, mm-hmm. and you're doing the nurturing for them and, and giving them the support so that they can live life to the fullest. And mm-hmm. and I think so many times with people here coaching, if it's got life before it or not, they think of it as business. Right. It's a business. It's a structure. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I'm, I'm retired. I don't need that. Or I'm... You know, mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing in business. And it's like, no, it's just living life well, mm-hmm. you know, yep, and a very simple thing. But it's also, I think, scary for many because they also know they're probably going to be asked some hard questions right. to to go inward. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. And we do keep it kind of structured, don't we, Arvela? Yeah, we have a worksheet to follow it. Yep, very structured. Um, uh, It goes down by the by the worksheet question by question. And it's the same questions every week, but we always have conversation around the questions. And so it's, it's, it's something that we can tackle. It's not anything to be frightened about.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, I just want to clarify with your particular program that you're doing it doesn't have to be dementia specific correct, and so that's something we really want everyone to know out there. Um, you know our goal here is is dealing with dementia, but mm-hmm. this program is much bigger than that, but they can still help you yes you know with this uh, and and part of it that I think people have to realize is anytime you're dealing with giving care. There, you know, it, there's overlapping things, mm-hmm. you know, so it's not like, well, if you're dealing with dementia, you just need these skills. And if you're dealing with cancer, you need these right. skills. And there's, there's so many things that overlap. And there's so many, like we said earlier, people with multi diagnoses mm-hmm. that they're dealing with. And that might even be for the person who's doing the care is mm-hmm. struggling maybe mm-hmm. with, with some of their own medical issues as yep. well.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and Tony, do you want to speak to a little bit? Um, you know, we always hear that uh, the You know, the caregiver can really end up getting very sick yeah. from caring for somebody else mm-hmm. and what you see in your business with that as well.
0: Yeah. Well, as we all know, stress wears on our body. And there are some times that we're under stress and we don't even realize we're under stress until our body tells us we are. Um I'm one of those people, so. <laughs> but um, I think that there's there's so many of us that want to, again, give all of our time to the person that we're caring for that we don't stop and do the check. Okay, am I am I taking care of myself? Am I taking time for myself? And so then we end up just putting more things on our plate to take care of somebody else, and then we go to bed at night and we get up and we take care of somebody else again mm-hmm. all day long. And so when that happens, we are running ourselves ragged and literally not not allowing ourselves to be healthy. Mm -hmm. So um, when we're not able to eat healthy, get the sleep we need, get the rest we need, on top of making sure that our other things outside of the person we're caring for are kind of taken care of, such as finances, um, time management, those things, then uh, we're very prone to get even even a cold. You're very prone to get um, colds, flus, but also other things.
1: Like pneumonia. Like pneumonia. (laughs) (laughs) Which which she just found out she might have. Yeah,
0: (laughs) Yeah, it happens. Like I said, my body tells me when I'm under stress, not anything else. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, this is just such a, uh, I think, a powerful, powerful program. I know when I brought it to our Memory Cafe people, they were just... Real, they, they were shocked that it was yeah. for free.
0: Yeah. And I'll tell you that free value is, is huge because we are going to be moving forward with this outside of this year and it will cost something. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. not sure what, how we're going to do that quite yet, but um, right now it is free. And I'll tell you in my regular practice um, and with other coaches that I know, you could pay something upwards of $2,500 yes. for 12 sessions, mm-hmm. which is what... You know, um, most of my clients have 12 sessions, and that's completely right. free. So it is a, a great value dollar-wise. dollar, dollar wise. Yeah. That's right.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so important. And one of the, you know, especially with when it comes to dementia or any kind of chronic illness, I mean, finances get drained. Right. And, you know, it would be nice if there was a way... Um, you know to to continue this program on for anyone out there listening who might be a philanthropist you know get a hold of good yeah. sam and let them know because this is such a critical need and people people just don't have the resources right and so we're missing a lot of people by having to charge and so please you know uh contact them and you can get a hold of, of Tanya mm-hmm. at 605-679-1765 that's 605 605- six seven nine one seven six five and you know um get squeezed in there for the end of the year Yeah, you know, while it's still free go ahead yep. mm-hmm.
2: i have gone through the program with Mayo. it's called um oh, why can't i remember but they put it on for Hab-
1: is it habit yes the habit yes program. we okay. went
2: through that and it was great because you were with others and we were working together and then um um I've gone to the groups, you know, um, at different churches and things, Mm -hmm. support groups, support groups. Mm -hmm. And what I have found out is that working with Tanya or whoever's your life coach, you become a couple that know each other and you become friends and you trust them and they trust you and they help you. They Mm -hmm. help you to grow and find out what you can do because you know, those patients are completely different personalities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you are completely different. And trying to work together with them is hard. She's given me so much advice and <laughs> it's been great. And I think, what didn't I think of that?
0: <laughs> it's just a different perspective. Yeah. You know. As a life coach, I'm not trying to advise or direct people as much as I am to help them come up with the answers on their own, but I can shine a different perspective right. on right. things. Um, Arvilla, I remember you talking about how life coaching was different than a support group. And there are people out there that say, why don't you just start a support group? So could you tell me the difference for you between um, life coaching and support groups?
2: Well, uh, the life coaching to me is personal, and we really get a chance to talk and figure out where we want to go. The big thing, and like you said, is you've got to have a goal for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I had kind of dropped any goals. Mm -hmm. And, um, I had, I belonged to a church that has a chick night and I went there and the speaker was telling that, uh, the old men in the church, um, you know, back then the Lord said, you still have it. Your body doesn't, but you still have it. Mm-hmm. And so then you come along and you reaffirm that. Mm-hmm. And I've gone to some of the, uh, groups and, um, it doesn't seem to be as personal. You can't build a relationship like you can with, with Tanya and other
0: mm-hmm. life coaches. Do you leave this support group feeling positive?
2: Not completely. No. Mm-hmm. In fact, you want to know. Sometimes I come out like, oh my gosh.
0: Oh, this is worse than I thought it was. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, and I think that's something that I've heard from a lot of people too is that when you go into the support groups a lot of people are there to vent and to get their yeah. frustrations out and unfortunately not not a lot is said about accomplishing or overcoming some of those things. So you leave sometimes feeling a little negative and yeah, like like you've got a little bit more of a burden on your shoulders than you did walking in the door sometimes.
1: Yeah, that's one of the things we have. um, I don't know if you've heard of the Memory Cafe. I've Uh, heard of it, but But those are all about building camaraderie, getting Mm -hmm. back to being relationship-based. And even when you, um, I I can't remember the word you said, but when you referred to to Tanya, it was relationship-based. It wasn't this woman I hired or this professional. This was a friend of mine now that I have. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge, huge shift in terms of um in in terms of us even to be able to feel vulnerable to disclose what's honestly going on, if we don't have that relationship, we can't do that
0: mm-hmm.
2: that's right you know,
1: and so it takes it takes the right personality style to be able to you know, mesh with somebody and and get them to be okay with being vulnerable.
0: Yeah. I want to touch on that just a little bit because I know there are some people thinking, where are her professional boundaries <laughs> <laughs> with, with all my clients <laughs> calling me their friends? Um, so there are definitely life coaches out there that will take the approach a little bit differently and think of um, their client as strictly their client and it needs to be that way in order for the guidance to happen. Um, so I'm going to touch just a little bit on my personal story to to tell you a little bit why I have the insight of of building the relationships the way I do. Um, back in 2002, I had a daughter that was born with a very rare skin disease. It was called generalized atrophic benign epidermolysis bullosa. Yeah, <laughs> well, say that again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what that meant was she was missing a protein in the second layer of her skin that actually anchors her skin onto her body. Mm -hmm. So anytime there was any friction, whether it be from holding her or from clothing or from even her diaper, the friction would cause a blister, which would eventually pop, and then the skin would come off, leaving raw skin, and she wouldn't be able to heal. So once she had open skin, she was always going to have open skin there. So... What happened was we were constantly draining blisters and constantly doing wrap changes and causing her to bleed. And, you know, she was in pain every single second of her life. She Mm. lived for eight months and then she passed away. And what I learned when I was taking care of her is that as her mom doing wrap changes and almost inflicting pain on her, I had to really separate myself from Being her mom, Mm -hmm. I had to be her caregiver at that time, and then when she when we were done with the wrap change, I could try to comfort her as best that I could. So it was kind of a way of learning how to detach from the situation in order to take care of business, Mm -hmm. and that's how I look at my clients now. It's like I still have this loving relationship with all of them because they are very important to me, but I feel like I can detach from that personal relationship in order to guide and direct and help them accomplish their goals. In a way, as well. Yeah,
1: which is which is a really good thing to to bring up because it can could get to an unhealthy relationship there and a codependency, right? And that's not the goal, right? (laughs) 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 With with all of this, but Mm -hmm. um, I think it just makes so much sense. I think that's what we do, kind of, with the memory cafes too. Sure, we allow ourselves to be vulnerable, so they can be vulnerable, and we, we we. we get through it as a community, mm-hmm. um, you know, supporting one another. Go ahead, Arvilla.
2: Where is the member Cafe? Is it just a...
1: Well, they're all over the world. They started um, in the U.K., and, um, you know, I started, I brought them over um, into Roseville, Minnesota, but there's about 200 of them in the country now. So depending on where you live, we just opened uh, one up in Wilmer. I, I helped kind of coach them through that, and they had like 26 people show up for the very mm-hmm. first one, and I wasn't able to make make that one because I was uh, off speaking someplace in the country. I don't remember where. And I went to the second one, though, and they had 30 people and then six couples RSVP'd. They couldn't make it. So they already have to split the group in two. Oh, wow. It grew so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think part of that is people are, um, you know, when we started, it was a slow process because nobody was talking about dementia five years ago. I mean, mm-hmm. it was like pulling teeth and people... You know, kind of cowered in the in the in the corners. You know, uh, this wasn't something to be talked about. But it's really come out of the closet now, and the comfort levels are so much higher um, because of all the work that so many people are doing to to bring this to light. Yet, we're still behind the eight ball compared mm-hmm. to a lot of other diseases. But mm-hmm. you know, I can I can get you more information on that, or you can go to um, calendar cards um, with a K instead of a C for both calendar and cards. And they probably have the easiest directory here in the U.S. Um, and it's free. If you've got a memory cafe out there, you can go ahead and be listed in that as well. Um, but it's uh, you know sometimes I leave there, my cheeks are sore from laughing so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. yeah, that
2: is really great because um, I I guess I'd have to say I w- felt out. Mm-hmm. And then you you're told that it's what your he- husband has, and it's like, oh, what do I do? You mm-hmm. know. And for them to be able to meet it's yeah. good yeah
1: well and it's it 's for the person with early memory loss and their care partner to again come together so that mm-hmm. they can be husband and wife or you know mother and daughter, whatever their relationship is um, to get back to that core because, as we talked earlier, a lot of times you lose that relationship part because we get so focused on tasks mm-hmm. and um, and it 's just critical. Um, that we maintain the relationship. I mean, that's what got us into caring for somebody to begin with. <laughs> so we don't want to give that up, and yeah. and we don't want to give up the laughter. And, and I hear a lot of people, you know, take it so seriously they forget to laugh mm-hmm. anymore. And yet, that's one of the biggest things that draws us all together and keeps us whole and keeps us sane. Is as... <laughs> that's
0: interesting because our villa. What is it that you always tell me? You tell me I brought back, I brought back your
2: my dream. No.
0: Joy? Oh, Joy. (laughs) I'm
2: sorry. Yes. I've been hunting for a a thing to do, a cross stitch, that says, today I choose Joy. Mm -hmm. And that's what she's brought, or not her, but the program has brought Mm -hmm. back. I thought you wanted me to tell her that my goal is that I'm going to live to 100 and be a belly dancer.
1: Yeah, you will. And <laughs> okay. my, my guess is you will. She well, will. i got to find the class for
2: me oh. so I can learn.
1: Oh, I have a girlfriend who used to teach. I don't know if she still does. But oh, I'll, my gosh. I'll, I'll check with okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, we, do better, it. we
2: better do it soon. I'm really getting stiff, though. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, we have, a, we have a question from somebody in our audience, and they, they are asking, do you have to live in Minnesota to res- receive? the Caregiving Coaches services. And we kind of touched on that, but I'll let mm-hmm. you go ahead and, and state that again.
0: Yep, you have to, either you, excuse me, either the caregiver or the caree has to live in Minnesota.
1: Okay. So, um, and again, that's just, it's free just till the end of the year. So mm-hmm. don't wait. And again, you can call 605-679-1765. That's 605-679-1765. Or you can also um, email uh, Tanya at carecoach at good-sam.com. That's carecoach at good-sam.com. Um, Tanya, do you have like a favorite story that you can share with people in terms of your experiences being a coach?
0: Oh, my goodness. That's a. That's a loaded question. I've got a lot of different types of favorites, sad, mm-hmm. happy, kind of embarrassing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, let's think, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm trying to think specifically to the caregiver, the clients that I have for caregiver coaching. And I, I love when the people that I'm coaching for actually start to talk to other people about signing up for the life coaching services and we do have, you know, our villa I know has been spreading the word through the people that she knows. Um, I do have another person that signed up her sister as, as a, as a a client. Um, and then I have a client who signed up one of her coworkers, um, for the coaching services. So that's one of my favorite things to hear. Um, I guess, you know, outside of this, I just want to use this example because it shows that it's not something that's just specifically to help the person become a better caregiver. But one of my coaching clients from um, just my regular coaching practice, my life coaching practice, he had desires to be um, to write his own comic books. Mm -hmm. and he was working at a call center. And so my first question was, what in the world does a call center have to do with writing comic books? And so um, we looked at that, and he said that he just couldn't see himself ever making money with his own artwork. So I said, okay, let's start with how to get yourself out there and get people to recognize who you are. And so I said, have you ever thought about teaching or sub-teaching. And he says he couldn't do that. He's too shy. So of course, if he told me he was too shy, his first assignment was to find a place that he could go and teach. So um, he went to a high school and became a um, creative, they had a creative writing class and he was able to go and present on how to be a good storyteller. And he was so nervous about it because he was so shy that we went over his class. Um, structure and how he was going to do it and what he was going to say and and made sure that he felt 100% comfortable and then he went with this group of 20 high school students and they created this storyboard and he was so exhilarated that it just made him want to do more Mm -hmm. and long story short he went from that part that point of his life to actually losing 100 pounds which helped him gain his confidence and then he turned around, and now he goes all over the United States teaching in these creative writing courses. And he has published his first comic book. Oh. So oh, how cool is it that? is something that went from a person at a call center who had dreams of making money off of his own artwork to traveling around teaching other people how to do it. That's called giving away your gift. To then coming back and, de- and developing and creating and publishing his, his own comic book.
1: Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing.
0: That's one of my favorite stories.
1: (laughs) Now, I do want to um, to talk about how often a client would meet with you and then where and how do people meet with you.
0: Perfect. Um, Because I am in South Dakota and the coaching program is for Minnesota, there Mm -hmm. is a little bit of a distance problem. Um, I try to meet up with my clients at least the first session in person. And then what I'm seeing happen is I come up to meet someone for their first session and I can actually meet with a couple other people that I already have met in person just to have another face-to-face time. Um, When we can't meet in person, we do the sessions over the phone. And I have two clients right now in International Falls, and that will be 100% over the phone. I probably will never get a chance to meet them in person. But... um, uh, we do it also, the the time commitment and the amount of sessions and the duration of the sessions, that all is really led by the client. And especially, I, I try to respect the caregiver's time schedule because I know that it's full. I know mm-hmm. that they've got a hundred other things to do. So um, we can do anything from just a couple sessions, three or four sessions, to up to 12 sessions. They can be weekly or they can be every other week. And um, they can be anywhere from a half hour to an hour, but typically they stay about an hour. We we end up talking. So, um, yeah, I think that's, for the for the most part, it's once a week for 12 weeks for an hour per session.
1: Okay. So you had mentioned either in person mm-hmm. or um, on phone. Do you do any mm-hmm. video conferencing? Yeah,
0: we've tried. Um, we can do FaceTime, that's, mm-hmm. but that's challenging because we both have worksheets and we have to put the phones down. So um, I do Skype as well.
1: Okay, one platform you, you might want to try is just Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I, I found it more stable than Skype, and mm-hmm. it's easy. And you can actually share screens and everything. Oh yeah, with that I will, thing. I will look um, into that. Yeah, and it's it's very inexpensive um, to be able to use as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is, uh, that is wonderful. So again, if you're in Minnesota and if you are caring for somebody, it doesn't have to be dementia related. has to be a senior. Yep. Has to, okay. has to be a senior. Yes. And either you are, you are the caregiver and living in Minnesota or the person you're caring for is in Minnesota. You can receive through the uh, Good Samaritan Society, um, free life coaching, through the end of the year. So you want to make sure that you are all over that. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Right. Um,
0: I want to just touch on the senior mm -hmm. status. Um, there have been questions about what, what is a senior Mm -hmm. and, um, really that's not defined in the grant. And Mm so we had to kind of come up with that. I have a, a new client that I love who is an author and she is caring for her husband. Um, And she sent me an email. She's caring for her husband that has stage four cancer. Hmm. And she sent me an email telling me that and that they had three teenage daughters. And I was trying to politely say how old is your husband um but so I put out the stipulations that they have to be a senior and her response was well he's 55 and I'm not sure if that means he's a senior but he gets to read off of the back of the menu at most restaurants (laughs) (laughs) and I said well that's what sold it so um if we have to define an age I would say probably 55 plus
1: okay okay um Arvilla any any closing comments that you would like to share as we wrap up here
2: well, I don't know. <laughs> I just feel so blessed that this has come along and uh, been able to work with Tanya and um, a Good Samaritan. Um, it's just strange how I called Good Samaritan. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I hear back. So uh, I just would like everybody to at least think about doing it and mm-hmm. check it
1: out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Great. Um, now, we do have someone ask you what types of results are you seeing um, and what kind of feedback are you getting. And I guess uh, why don't we go ahead and, and have you uh, close with that.
0: Sure. Um, so what results are we seeing? I am seeing – I'm going to let our villa share her experiences. Um, but we have about 10 clients right now, and um, we started with four. What I'm seeing is overall improvement of self-confidence – and I think we're also in turn seeing, you know, people are being able to manage their time better, their stress reduction. Um, I've had people working on their family uh, mm-hmm. dynamic, so some of their relationships are getting better because of the coaching that we're doing. Um, I think self-confidence is what I see more than anything else. But Arvilla, mm-hmm. do you want to touch specifically on your goals and, and what how you've accomplished them? Well, I think that um, I felt
2: very, um, um, like I really didn't know what I was supposed to do. And so it was, uh, Tanya said, hey, let's set some goals for yourself. And because I felt I had to just concentrate on my husband, and um, she made me realize that I have to take care of myself. And we had just, it had been such a struggle financially that I, Needed help for somebody to guide me,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and um, and the thing is is my husband and I have done all these things before, and I had forgotten them, and so she helped me to bring it out again, and it's great. I was even writing things down today that I was supposed <laughs> to do, mm-hmm. and uh, I love the uh, the calendar book I have, and and it works out great, and and so it's just. And that you know, what it also does is it makes me find time to sit down and do it. Mm-hmm. And that makes it easier, you know. So I've just, I've enjoyed it. I'd probably be one that would go with her forever, you know. <laughs> Can we meet next week? <laughs> but I understand.
0: Yeah. And, and the responses that we've been getting have been great. Um, I haven't heard anything negative. I Most of the time I hear someone say, I know someone who would be perfect for your program. And then we don't hear back. So um, the people that come to me, first off, they have to want to make those positive changes. They have to know that um, there are things that can be done to improve their situation and take the step forward to make those changes. Mm-hmm. But we've had very good energy about it.
1: Oh, that is that yeah. is wonderful. Well, I thank you both for <laughs> um, you know, taking the time to be with us uh, mm-hmm. Today, and again, I really encourage anybody who is a senior in Minnesota who is either caring for somebody or is receiving care um, to go ahead and get this life coaching. Are you working with anybody who is diagnosed versus the caregiver, or is it strictly just for the care partner?
0: What? Sorry. The caregivers don't have to be a senior. mm -hmm. Just the the caree has to be a senior. Okay, the care receiver has to be Mm -hmm. a
1: senior. Okay, I didn't know if you did any, and I know this program is to the caregivers, but I didn't know if you were doing any coaching for those that are ill that would be an interesting concept as well. Mm, you know, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So just food for thought on mm-hmm. that one. But um, again, thank you so much for both being with us in the show today. Yes, thanks uh, for having me. Thank you. And Arvilla, thank you for coming. Thank you, and thank you for
2: doing what you're doing. Yes. Great.
1: Well, we appreciate all of us working together uh, for, for the greater good. For those of you that are new to Alive and Social, you might want to check out Uh, The episode with Rachel Perrin, who is a culinary director for Kowalski's Market, along with her new uh, producer and sidekick, Adam Lee. And they are joined by their foodtastic friends and colleagues that chat about seasonal flavors and favorite foods and trending topics in nutrition, all that are yummy for your tummy. Um, It's called What's for Dinner, and they do podcasts averaging only 10 to 15 minutes um, per episode. So it's really perfect if you've got a busy schedule, but you're looking for some ideas for dinner tonight. You can also find um, all of their episodes um, on the on their podcast, and uh, you can also go to Kowalski's.com and find um, all the menus that they talk about as well. Uh, for those of you that are new to Alzheimer Speaks Radio, you might want to go back and check some of our Uh, past shows. We've been doing this for almost five years now. Um, We just did one on dementia, complicated by abuse, uh, the science behind Alzheimer's disease. We talked to a Chicago organization who has a state-of-the-art Alzheimer's care facility, which was really cool because it had really nothing to do with technology, um, which is usually what we think of with state-of-the-art, but they were really honing back in on being relationship-based. Uh, We also had transformations on the power of music and um, safety anchor um, for wandering protection. Our last Dementia Chats was August 23rd, and we discussed technology and apps. Do they help or hinder those living with the disease? And our next Dementia Chats, where our panelists have dementia, um, will be uh, September 13th at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 Central Central. 9 Mountain, 8 Pacific, and 4 if you're over in London. Our last Conscious Caring Resource um, video was with Scott Chapin, who is the entrepreneur in the senior care industry, and he is the co-founder of CaregivingAnswers.com and also Senior Providers Network. Um, If you um, are looking at doing some advocacy, September is a great month to do that because it is World Alzheimer's Month, And you might also want to read on our blog a story written by Michael Ellen Bogan. uh, And it's just titled, The Day My Dream Sank. um, And it's about boating and dementia. In the meantime, have a wonderful uh, week. And I hope you had a wonderful uh, Labor Day weekend as well. I'm sure you're all getting back on path and getting kids ready to school or grandkids. We're getting all organized here for the snow to fly in Minnesota. But have a wonderful week, and we will talk with you next week. Thanks so much, everybody. Bye now.
0: Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me, listen now, search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.